episode 274, Harry Duran, podcast power, productivity, and resources. Welcome. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. I'm Adam Lewis Walker, former teacher and athlete, now turned lifestyle entrepreneur, best-selling author, keynote speaker, and host of the Awaken Your Alpha podcast. As usual, please do head over to ayalpha.com to connect with the show, connect with me. Get to the podcast. I'm getting to it on the easiest and most interactive ways. Men, please do head over to Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha with ALW, and basically connect with like-minded individuals. Share, review, like, and reach out to me, connect. I'd love to hear your story and what you're up to and what you're doing to make a difference and a change in yourself and in the world. I look forward to sharing this week's guest. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Okay, we have a unique one this week, Harry Duran, and he is the man who actually, his podcast, Podcast Junkies, interviews specifically podcast hosts. So I know in the reality, a lot of people end up interviewing podcast hosts, but they don't really focus on it too much. But you active, he actively finds these podcast hosts, and he also helps leaders find their voice through the power of podcasts. So it's a very podcast-focused interview. Obviously, me being a podcaster and Harry, and he's got lots to talk about around, about that. I've been on his show. It's awesome. You should go check it out. But firstly, Harry, are you ready to awaken your alpha today? I'm so ready. Thank you so much for having me on, Adam. Good stuff. I found myself starting to go off into a rambly zone there. So is there anything else you feel like I missed there? No, I mean, obviously, I'll let you take the lead in terms of how, how deep we go into my backstory. But I've just been passionate about it ever since I, I um, started my, my personal podcast, Podcast Junkies. And then I just discovered this whole new world, I deep dove into it. And then as of two years ago, now with my company, Fullcast, that's all we do. So you, you could probably say I eat, sleep, breathe podcasting now. Good. Hey, it's all, that's what you want in an expert. You want them just all in on one thing. <laughs> so the power of podcasts, like even though they've been around for a little while now, I think it's something that really was highlighted when I met you at um, PodFest this year, current year. They're still in the infancy. They're still, you know, they, they are going up, but it's still early days in uh, the, 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 the big scale of things. So briefly touch on podcast junkies and how you got into doing that and what made you choose. Because like three and a half years ago, I say that was really early days of podcasts, similar sort of time to Awaken Your Alpha, made you choose the niche of podcast hosts. So I'll, I'll go back a little further and I'll, and I'll tell the story. Let's go origin story. Let's go. Ever since I was a teenager, my father's voice was like the, the prominent one. He's like, oh, you got to go to college, got to go to college, got to graduate. And so that's in my head, right? Unfortunately for him, that never happened. And I ended up taking my first uh, full-time suit wearing like job in the bank. And I'm like, oh, I made it. And I'm, I'm going through promotions there. Um, and I'm learning a lot. And I had a, boy, a boss there. He's, he's the next voice. And he says, hey, did you realize that your six-figure salary now puts you in the top 10% of all income earners? Like that was a big deal, right? And I was yeah. like, oh, okay, I guess I made it. <laughs> but I still had this like inclination to like look for other things. And when the dot-com craze came in, in 99, uh, and there's another voice. It's my future business partner. He said, hey, Harry, come join my startup. I'm not going to pay you. <laughs> I'm going to give you a fancy title. Um, and I was like, oh, this is my shot. Dotcom millions. I was so sure, Adam, that I cashed out my 401k to zero. Um, needless to say, that didn't pan out <laughs> as planned. And I had to like get back to, I had a sort of a corporate godfather and he always yeah. helped me get back into corporate life. 
And I just continued at it, continued at it, but the entrepreneurial bug was there. And then lastly, another voice was my brother. He, half-brother, he was living in Atlanta. And he said, hey, come join me and help me with my construction company. Be my general (laughs) manager of all things. And I was like, sure, I can do that. I went down to Atlanta. Um, I guess the warning sign should have been that we signed the deal in a Hooters restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's get link to your origin there. Where are you originally from? Uh, I was born in El Salvador and I was raised in uh, New York. Okay, cool. Sorry. Yeah. And b- back to the story. So we're at Tahooters and a construction company. So that didn't work out. I'm, I'm back on a plane with a tail between my legs, forced to go live with my parents at 34. And I'm just, you know, I just really want your listener, if they could relate to this idea of listening to other people's voices throughout your life while ignoring your own. And so got back into corporate America, but then it was just uh, this cycle, just get out, spit out, and then get spit out, didn't work out back in. But in t- 2014, I made it to New Media Expo. And I was working on this mobile app. I love electronic music. I was working on this with, with a partner. And I said, well, let me go start a podcast and see if I can interview other DJs. When I realized how hard it would be to interview some of my heroes, I, was, I shifted gears. I saw all these podcasters there and I said, wait a minute. What if I go super meta? I had this uh, inside my, I had this uh, vision of uh, in, uh, being John Malkovich where he's inside <laughs> John. So I'm going to yeah. get inside the podcaster's head. I'm going to have a podcast. It's going to be about podcasting. I'm just going to do super meta. And I started, I, I lined up a couple right there at the conference and I just started using that to leverage other guests. And it's been fascinating. So for the past three and a half years, 150 guests just celebrated 150 with uh, Pat Flynn, a really good interview. And I found out that there's this just uh, recipe for success. And then that same recipe is what I use now with my company Fullcast to produce podcasts for my clients. And now I help them find their voice. Awesome. When it comes to producing a podcast like you do for your clients, what are some of the, the key things that you do well and some of the key mistakes that or mis- misconceptions people have coming into the process with you? I think what's important is to realize what your genius is. And I know you talk a lot about this as well, but just really what's the thing, what's your, what's your superpower? What's your secret sauce? What's the, what's the one thing that you want to be known for? And for majority of my clients, it's not podcast editing. It's not podcast artwork. It's not writing show notes. It's not transcribing. That's not their genius, but that doesn't mean they can't take advantage of the power of podcasting. So I help them focus on just getting their message out, being a thought leader, being known in their specific niche and just producing content on a consistent basis. Because as you know, that's exactly what works for podcasting. So the value that I provide is just helping them understand all the different moving parts. There's a lot you can do to, from a setup perspective. You, you, know, you wanna make sure, you know, we, we submit press releases for our clients. We, we get their artwork done. We get their voiceovers done. We give them the format for their show. So we just hold their hands all along the way. And I think a lot of podcasters, when they're getting started, they, they sort of half-ass it especially with equipment. It's so important. You can get started with an ATR 2100 mic. Um, It's $70 on Amazon. It's the number one recommended mic uh, for new podcasters. So there's really no barrier to prevent you from starting with quality from day one. So that's a couple of the main things. It's our Yoda question. Who helped awaken your alpha? And I'm thinking around about the time, the launch of Podcast Junkies, or more importantly, I know you touched on just before the interview, kind of the launch of the business, which in some ways, you know, is is a tougher nut to crack 
And how is that that first year of the podcast without full cast? Tell us a little bit around that era. And if there was anyone inspirational or anyone physically in front of you that kind of was the right person to bump into it. It's interesting, Adam, this world of entrepreneurialism that you don't know exists when you're in your nine to five cubicle. And, you know, it's, it's almost like these two parallel word, worlds. And a lot of the, like, the example I use sometimes is like the closet in Narnia. And I went in, <laughs> I was like, whoa, what, what is this? Like, who are these people? What is this online stuff? And, and someone who's been really critical to my success and is still my coach is a guy by the name of Taki Moore. His program is called Black Belt. It's, it, it, at the time, and it still is, it was a big investment, but just coming from corporate America to understand, wait, there's a coach and he can help me and he has intellectual property, but he's not physically giving me anything, but I'm, yet I'm paying him <laughs> you know, at the time, yeah. $100 a month. Like, how does this work? And then <laughs> what, what is it, what's his secret sauce? And it was just fascinating. I didn't have a business at the time, but I realized this guy could teach me. And it's yeah. been just an amazing journey. And just, I wanted to be, in a room with people who were running six figure, seven figure businesses online, because that was just so incongruent to me. I didn't even know that that was possible. And just, you know, it's Jim Rohn. You are the sum, some of the five people you most associate yourself with. And my, my uh, group of friends at the time, while I love them, they weren't going to be the ones that were going to help me move to this next level. I'm sure you've you know, heard this a lot. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what, I need to be in the deep end. I need to be with these whales and I need to understand the language. I need to see what books they read, where they go, what meetings they go to, what conferences they attend, where they hang out, just immerse myself. And it's just been a fascinating, fascinating journey for me. You know, it's been about three years and, and the amount of time it took me to get to where I am now, but I'm continuing to learn. And there's something that happens. You get rewired when you're around people like this and they just, um, they motivate you, they inspire you. They push you to do bigger and better things always. In that first year of the podcast, was it always quite clear that you were going to do um, almost like this, this full cast and the, or were there a few ideas floating around? Cause again, that, like you say, coming from that background where people like uh, that mindset of paying some money and physically buying something. And I know you're sort of the full cast is it's a service and a product kind of combined. And did you think about going down the route where they, you know, they're not physically getting a returnable or tell me about that, not necessarily struggle, but that yeah. you've got to make a call. You've got to make a decision. There's so, even within the podcast space, there's so many ways you can go. Yeah. In the beginning, it's, it's, I know, I know it's super meta because it's a podcast about podcasting that I used to build a podcasting business. Yeah. So, I mean, literally like it's been all consuming, but in the beginning, like every other podcaster, I was like, well, my downloads and I'll, and I'll create an ebook and everyone will flock to it. I'll make thousands of dollars a week <laughs> and I'll get, and I'll land a sponsor and it'll be yeah. so easy. And as every single podcaster listening knows, and you know, it's not easy and not all paths are the same. Um, you know, and for me, it's been a fantastic networking tool and learning experience. So imagine all those, you know, 150 plus episodes. I've just realized that I'm, I'm, I'm the test bed myself. What works, what doesn't, what can we try from a marketing perspective? Yeah. What new tools will get you promoted on what platforms. And I was just learning and taking notes and taking notes. And in the meantime, from a business perspective, I was trying different things. I was still in my nine to five. I tried a productivity, a productivity conference that failed miserably. I, you know, I tried some other e-products uh, e that didn't go anywhere. And I sort of had an aha moment. I was doing a workshop uh, in Black Belt and I, and I started mapping out my program. And then I realized, I looked around the room and I said, wait a minute, the, this caliber of person in the room is my type of client. 
It's because if they're paying this much, then, it, then they understand this idea of opportunity cost, that if they can pay someone to do something that's not their genius or they, 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 that has intellectual property. That yeah, and it complements it. Yeah, yeah it complements yeah. it. Then, then by all means. And I just completely reworked my pricing. Um, I said, rather than being you know, bargain basement where I'm just going to charge 500 bucks a month yeah. and compete with every other production company, I raised my prices significantly and I said, let me find out where the people that can pay that hang out. And it's just completely changed my mind shift. I now have some corporate clients. We recently signed the CMO of Dun & Bradstreet, which is, as a client, which is huge. Um, and so just kind of moving into that different element and just realizing these people see podcasts as a marketing expense. Yeah. They don't, they're not immediately saying, where's my ROI? Where's my download numbers? They just know that it's important to be seen as a thought leader and we can help them with that. And we take all the, you know, the heavy work off their plate, if that helps. Awesome. It sounds like you transitioned from almost a solopreneur to having a team with you in terms of them clients you're talking about, you can't be doing all the work yourself. So how was that transition from, you know, you as a solopreneur to then having a team with you, whether it's virtual or full-time, part-time, how does that work? And how did that, was that transition? I'll have to give credit to my, uh, you know, 20 plus years in corporate America. I'm, I was operations manager. I managed customer service reporting teams. Um, I was in the field and I, I was very, very detail oriented. So before the idea of SOPs, otherwise known as standard operating procedures became a buzzword, I was already doing that and creating that for people um, in, in my different types of roles in my, in my company, I helped install software. So I was very comfortable with technology. And I realized early Adam that I needed to work in some automation as much as possible because I, I noticed there was a lot of repetitive tasks that I was doing. So I partnered with a friend of mine. We developed an internal tool that leverages certain APIs. And so we can post once and it'll repurpose the content to WordPress, to Twitter, to Facebook. So that helped a lot in the beginning. And then I've got two virtual assistants in the Philippines and I've got part-time project manager here uh, in California. And the combination is really helpful because what we try to do first is always see what we can automate. We use tools like IFTTT and we use tools like Zapier, which mm -hmm. help move the files around. And I, I'm of the mindset that if, if human intervention is involved but is not adding value, then let's automate that step and just move it along um, in the flow so that I'm not a bottleneck so that I'm not waiting on my, someone on my team to just literally yeah. copy an MP3 file from one Dropbox folder to another. So now what happens is when clients load files and folders, we know that they need to get to a show notes person and we know that they need to get to a transcriber and we know that they need to get to an editor. So why not automate that? Send an automatic email to these people and say, Hey, you're next up on the, in the flow, get your piece done, place it in this folder. And then we put another, another monitor in that folder. So as you can see, it's a, yeah. a little bit of a, a Rube Goldberg, maybe contraption, but you know, I, I, we're always tweaking it, making sure where they're, where, where it's breaking, where it's not working. But um, just to answer your question, the way to build that team in the beginning for solopreneurs is through automation and leveraging tools that can do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. Hold that thought when we get to the alpha round and I'll ask you about tools and resources. That sounds like a, some very specific and good ones and a great mindset in there. What is a particular quote that you like to live your life by or really resonates with you? Yeah, I mentioned it earlier and it's Jim Rohn. You are the sum of the five people you most associate yourself with. If I had to think of a quote that's really impacted my mindset and the way that I, I look at the relationships that I built, the relationships that I cultivate, the relationships that I continue, I just live by that mantra. And, and there's different variations of it. Um, you know, there's, there's the Dunbar number of the, you know, the, the supposedly 150 is about the number of 
close relationships you can have. So I just try to, you know, leverage some tools that we'll get into later on, on how to maintain that number. But I'm always looking, you know, at relationships. Are they providing value? Am I providing value to them? You know, because I want to make sure that it's reciprocal. But that quote just kind of lingers in the air every time I, I make a new connection and every time I look to, to deepen my connections as well. Okay, so it might almost be a follow-on, but what's one of your favorite books of all time or an impactful book? And if it exists as well, is there a book that you think is really useful for anyone who wants to find out about podcasting or how to do a podcast? So, so the main book that's had the, the biggest impact is um, Give, and, uh, Give and Take, Why Helping Others Drives Our Success by Adam Grant. And he actually outlines the difference between people who are considered givers and people who are considered takers. And obviously he does the, it's research, it's, it's, it's analysis. I mean, we've heard the idea, touched on it by Gary Vaynerchuk, obviously jab, 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 right hook. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but it's really, it, it has you take a close look at the type of person you are in your relationships and what you contribute to the people that you can work with on a daily basis, to your friends, to your clients, to your peers, to your colleagues, you know, in the scope of that relationship, when you look at it um, as a whole, are you more of a giver or are you more of a taker? And it really has you become cognizant of, uh, and, and, and there's also a distinction between giving with the expectation of receiving. Yeah. Because, you know, business is mindset. It's like you're only giving just because you think something's going to uh, give something back to you. So I think that's really, really important. Um, this idea of, of being just being aware, even if you're just aware and awake to the fact like in this interaction with this person, am I giving or am I taking? And so this is it's this idea that I've been um, thinking about a lot recently about making sure that each interaction like this interaction that I have with you that I'm all in focused. I love the fact that we're doing video just like I want all of my attention uh, to be focused on you so that you get the best of me uh, for whatever time we're together. Awesome. And is there one around podcasting and that side of things? One that's interesting and someone that I've had the pleasure of getting to meet because uh, he lives here in Los Angeles. It's an it's a author by the name of Mark Goldston. And he's got a book, um, Just Listen. And it's uh, Discover the Secret to Getting Through to Absolutely Anyone. And I heard him because, because of a client uh, whose show I'm producing. Her name is Christina Wise. Her show is called Wealthy Wealthy. She had Dr. Mark on. And it was just fascinating. Like, I think it's, it's a bit of a lost art, this idea of listening. Mm. Um, and when it comes specifically related to podcasts, it's, it's helped me tremendously in my own show. And it's helped me tremendously in the counsel I give to clients to say, look, you know, if you want to really get the best out of your interaction on your episode with your guest, um, really take the time to listen. It's, it's, a lot of times, I, I don't have a lot of questions personally when I start to do my show. I used, I used to in the beginning, but now I just, I mean, it sounds simple, but I really just listen, I focus. And if, you, if you're listening intently to, to the person speaking to you, they're going to give you so much, so many jumping off points for you yeah. to deeper on a thread. And all you have to do is pay attention. But if you're thinking about the next question you're going to ask, or you're, you're thinking about like, oh, what's the time I got to get off this conversation to? And you're just going to lose focus, your mind. There's so many blinking lights and, 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 and notes from our phones and, and alerts. It's just so intense. And, you know, that's why it, it's get, it gets harder and harder in this environment with every, all the bleeps and blips and, and rings. And I can say as well, I remember when you interviewed me, I think it went down, uh, off down an alleyway that neither of us expected, but it was a good interview. I loved it. It was, you know, because again, it's unique. I don't, 
I hadn't had an interview like that. And um, yeah, I didn't, neither of us planned exactly the way it was going to go. And it was very yeah. conversational. You touched on, and I liked it. For me as a podcaster, I was like, ooh, I'm, I've got to have follow-up questions to that. I like the sound of that. Some of your automation and some of um, tools and resources that you use within your process and processes, it's almost like an insider thing. Unless you're in this world, you're not going to probably think, oh yeah, that's a great tool. I can use that one. Because there are quite a lot of this sort of stuff, these sort of things out there. When you think about the important, the most important thing for us as a team is to ensure that we're communicating regularly um, and quickly. So Slack has been in a really integral part of our business. Not only do we use Slack and Slack channels internally for our clients, um, but we use them for our team and we have a channel for each one of our projects. So we always know what's going on. Amazing app, uh, desktop, PC, Mac, phone, everywhere you want it. Um, and then how we manage our, our, our SOPs, standard operating procedures, is through a tool called Process Street, process.st. Okay. Um, it's a fantastic tool for checklists. And what it does is you create a template and then you just uh, generate the checklist when it's ready. If you ever need to change one of the steps, you go into the template, you change it, and it propagates out to all the other checklists you've created already. Um, I've mentioned Zapier. Zapier is... It, it's probably saved me at one or two full-time employees just because of the power of the automation that you can do. You can connect tons of apps to it. Um, and, and it's almost like the sky's the limit. Um, we do so much with uh, Zapier. It's really any type of automation. So for example, from a file perspective, we monitor within Dropbox if files move. Um, if files are ready, we can automatically click and link to Gmail and say, okay, now send, a, now send an email to the editor. Now send an email to the show notes person. We can connect it to Slack. So when a note is written or something is dropped, if it's critical for one of our projects, we can get a notification in Slack. We can connect, obviously, to Google Drive. We can connect to Trello boards. Um, so when activity happens in all these different platforms, I even connect it to my um, accounting system. So when a new client is onboarded, we use a tool called Typeform. And Typeform is how we do just really nice looking forms to fill in all the information we need yep. when they submit. They automatically get added to my accounting system. And then we get an email and then I get a ping in Slack. So again, the sky's the limit in terms of nice. how you want things. Yeah. But anything where you can automate a process, that's where it comes in handy. It's just, an, an, uh, it's just a bit of a rabbit hole um, when, you, when you dig into it. We have to ad adjust it to the level of proficiency of the, uh, of the, of the host sometimes, of the client. Um, we, and we don't want to overburden them with technology. And sometimes for some corporate clients, you know, there's, there's not a lot we can do because they're not going to have Dropbox behind a firewall. And so we won't be able to automate it. So we just got to stick with us. For some clients, it's just old-fashioned email. I know <laughs> old-fashioned old uh, email is probably considered old-fashioned at this point. So they're the tools. Now we go to strategy. Obviously, with your clients, I'm sure the majority of them, you're launching podcasts for them and leveraging what they're currently doing. So what are some of the key things strategy-wise for launching a podcast? I know like, there's, it's getting so competitive out there to have some kind of traction or a good start. And around that, what are some of the distribution channels that you think are essential when you, uh, that you, to have in place for launching a podcast and just continuing and developing and keeping that podcast going? So it's interesting. Um, it's, it's really setting yourself up on the platforms from the beginning to ensure that you make some of the repurposing and distribution easier down the line. Uh, like I mentioned, we got, when we get started now, we've seen that uh, we want to launch with as much of a splash as possible. So we, that's why we submit a press release on behalf of clients from when we're launching. One of the most important things to move uh, a podcast up the charts 
as most podcasters know, Apple doesn't help a lot with stats. And so they, that's, it's a bit of a black box. But through speaking to fellow uh, podcast uh, producers, the ability to get folks to subscribe to your show within a 24-hour period is an extremely powerful metric. And so um, what we do is we're, we're moving into this phase where we're, we're now revisiting with some new clients and some existing. We're actually trying to take a day where we just have them reach out to their entire audience and have them subscribe have them subscribe. And that's the only call to action throughout their day. So here in the States, we had a, a Jerry Lewis telethon. I don't know <laughs> if you ever got to see it, but it was essentially a fundraiser and he would raise uh, money for a charity for 24 hours. He would be on TV nonstop and yeah. people would come on all the time. So it's along those lines. So do Facebook lives, take over all your, your social media properties, your Twitter, your Facebook, you know, just what you want people to do is subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. It's the number one med, uh, activity within a 24 hour period that can really, really move your podcast forward. So we've been helping clients with that. And then from a repurposing standpoint, uh, Twitter, yeah, it's, I think the life of a tweet is about seven minutes. So we post every day for that first week and we, we create uh, episode specific artwork. Because if you think about it, if you had, um, you know, a, a pop, if you had Elon Musk on your show, you know, you would want to let him, you, you don't want him to jump through hoops to, to, to promote the show. So yeah. we make it, I always say, treat your guests like gold and make it super easy for them to promote the show. So we create episodic artwork. Everyone likes to see their name in lights. And so you would say, hey, Elon, your episode is now ready. And here's a clickable tweet. So you give them a, use a service called click to tweet to create that for them, embed the artwork give them text that they can include in Facebook and yeah. show them all your acts, your properties and your social media properties. So in case they want to join the conversation, we post it on Facebook. We repurpose the audio to YouTube. Since we're doing a full transcription, we actually take the transcription and we put it in as closed captions in YouTube as well. Okay. Um, I've done research that says if you manually upload captions, cause YouTube will automatically create captions now, yeah. but if you manually upload captions, it will actually give it more SEO juice than if you were just to use the automated ones. So we okay. have it, we have transcriptions that we do for clients. So we just repurpose it. So, okay, let's get it in there. And a lot of times we take the, um, the MP4 from YouTube and we place it into Facebook. Facebook handles native video. Uh, they give it more weight than if you were to just post a link to YouTube. It's static image. What we're doing now is leveraging the power of audiograms, which you've probably seen. Um, so it's the animated waveform. And so there's a tool. Um, I keep jumping back and forth to tools. With this one <laughs> Mate, this is, well, this is where the show notes is going to be useful. So <laughs> you, for this episode, what I like straight away, I think, well, people are going to have to come to the website to get the show notes on this one. Yeah. So they will all be there. I'll hunt them out. <laughs> uh, Alphonic is the one that I'm referring to. Alphonic is pretty powerful for new podcasters. You, you connect your YouTube account to, in, within Alphonic. And then when you publish your episode, which is going to, if you're in Alphonic, it's going to send it to Libsyn. It's going to send it to SoundCloud. But if you have YouTube connected, they'll send the audio there. It'll ask you for an, a custom image. I always make sure we include a 1280 by 720 image um, that we create in Canva. And that ensures you don't have those black bars on the side. Yeah. It just looks, uh, and then now Alphonic is allowing you an option. You, you check off the option. You can include an audiogram. And, what, and for your listeners that don't know, an audiogram is just an animated waveform that gives the impression of video on, a, on what essentially would have been a static image. Yeah. So it just keeps, gets people a bit more engaged. We, so we load that up to YouTube. Since we're doing transcriptions already, and for your listeners that, that are doing transcriptions, take that transcription, go to YouTube, and it'll allow you to automatically upload captions. And then you take those captions, and now you have a file that has an animated waveform and that has 
captions on it so you get a bit more engagement. YouTube, as most people know, is the number two search engine. So in terms of discoverability and letting people find it, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Make sure you make use of up to 500 uh, characters for your keywords. I think this is one of the things that a lot of people overlook when they just send stuff to YouTube. They just set it and forget it. Yeah. A lot of things you can do. Make sure you're including your guest's name in the keyword. Make sure you're taking the phrase of your podcast title and taking that whole phrase and placing it in the keyword. Because again, this is SEO-friendly uh, hacks that just make it more useful to find. If you want to go deep on that, there's a plugin for YouTube called TubeBuddy that lets you gives you suggested keywords as well. So, <laughs> blimey, this is awesome. This is this is turned into podcast. I I'm not surprised it went down the route of just podcasting. It's like automation and just like yeah. hacks and tips. There's this is a lot. This is going to be some serious show notes. I'm loving this. So, what is next for you? What's the big things you've got coming up or plans or challenges? for 2018 what's on the kind of the horizon or at least the mindset for you for 2018 so obviously the, you know when i talk about everything that we do for clients and the idea of scaling right that the question is always the, the 10x question if your business was the 10x tomorrow what's the first thing that should that would break and this is something every entrepreneur every business owner should be asking themselves this question if by, i wave a magic wand and i give you 10 times more clients or, or 10x your rev, you know your your revenue or your sales What's going to break? And that's something that it's on top of mind for, for me recently. So I'm thinking, you know, at what level do I need to add someone to help either manage this process or what other automation can I build in? So that's something that I'm thinking about as I scale. I um, obviously have uh, a course that I've developed. So that gives me um, passive income because it gives me an offer I can make. So the way I think about my offerings is threefold, Adam. It's the... Um, the done with you option. And that's an option where I work side by side with you. And I've done that through a two day intensive. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the done for you option. And that's obviously the, the consultancy that I have. You just give us your audio and we'll take of every, everything you need. Um, and then there's the option where you do it yourself. And that's where the course comes in. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that are self-starters. So there's different ways to engage. Um, and I think it's just a matter of expanding the offerings. And then I'm also, I've taken speaker training in 2017. So now I'm going to step that up and just be, be, get, be getting on more platforms. There's, there's the offline stages, which everyone is familiar with conferences and places to speak at, but there's always going to be online stages and these are podcasts. Um, and these are these online forums and, 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 and online seminars that people put together. But you know, if, if you're looking to get your word out, don't always think that you can, you're only going to be, you only have offline stages at your disposal. Every opportunity that you have to appear on a podcast is your opportunity to demonstrate to that host and to that, to the audience of that host, what value you provide. And one of the things we, we talked about, Adam, with our clients is if you're going to take the time to be on a, uh, someone's podcast, have someone, have something to offer aim to be the best guest that they've ever had on the show, <laughs> just totally blow their, blow them out of the water because you want them to be recommending you to other, other of their peers. And you want to give something of value to their audience. And I'll, I'll have something, you know, I have a link for your audience as awesome. well. Well, it seems like a perfect time to ask it link to what you just said. And I'll exclude myself. So you don't have to worry about that. Who is the best guest you've ever interviewed for your show? <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think of, um, I'll have to, might have to even just pull it up just because I, I, like I said, while it's nice to think about guests that are high profile, a lot of times you're surprised by, um, so Colleen Mullen is a guest and she's got two podcasts. 
Shrink to Shrink um, and another podcast. We just went into different aspects of, of, of how she got her business started, how she sort of stumbled into podcasting. Um, Mark Ramsey is a veteran prod- podcaster. He's episode 149. So he, uh, he talked about creating impact through audio immersive stories. Um, and he said, you know, not everyone, not everything. Um, he had a quote, something about uh, not everything is this American life or, 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 or should be, you know, compared to this American life. Not everything has to be this American life. And is this really interesting? Um, he, he creates podcasts. He's created one called Inside Psycho and one called Inside the Exorcist, where it's the behind the scenes of the making of those movies as opposed to just a fan cast. Okay. Which is really, really interesting because fan casts are just like, oh, I listen to the show this, or I listen to the movie or watch yeah. the movie. Let's talk about it. No, this is like, what is the story behind the writer and the characters and the real people involved in it? So um, that's a really good one. Mark Ramsey. Um, uh, that was episode 149. And then I, I think the ones where we get into um, like sort of the, the behind the scenes of podcasting, I had a really good one with uh, Jim Collison, um, okay. a veteran podcaster as well. Uh, so yeah, a lot of the recent ones have been really, really interesting. Um, there's really a high, a high energy one with my friend Scott Mulvaney as well. Okay, blind. plenty, plenty, plenty. What's the best way people can connect to you if they want to find out more about all and everything you do? So I think um, I'm active on Facebook now. You can look up Harry Duran. You'll see my my um, my personal page and my just my brand page. And either one of those, if you just reach out to me, I'm, I'm now making it a concerted effort to make sure that I'm. I'm reaching out to people. In the past, I would be like, oh, who is this person that's connecting with me? I don't know them. But now I've just been more open about it. And I'm like looking to build relationships and build connections with people who are looking to do the same. So if you look for me on Facebook, I'm sure it would be pretty easy to find me. And I'd be happy to connect with your listeners as well. Um, we'll make sure this is set up after the call, but it's going to be uh, fullcast.co, which is my, my business website, F-U-L-L-C-A-S-T dot C-O slash Adam. And I'll give you uh, a, a podcast startup checklist and it'll be a, a nice way for you to get jump started if you're looking to get your show started and, and you have some questions about uh, what's the best way to do that. Nice. <laughs> Legendary. Okay. Cheers, Harry. Thank you. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. As usual, please do head over to ayalpha.com to connect with the show, connect with me. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back.